And we're live. Hooray. We did it. How's it going, guys? Good. Yo. How are you? Not bad. Good. Not bad. Anything happened in the last week on your guys' end? No. Mm, no. Pretty quiet. Got back to streaming again because Reese is feeling better. Right on. Cool. What'd you, what'd you start with? What was the comeback game? Uh, Curse of the Moon 2. Okay. Yeah. It was only sure. fair. Because yeah, I, I was going to stream it anyways, and then I was off for two weeks. I'm like, all right, well, I'll just beat the entire thing. Right on, right on. Paul, did you end up playing through it six times, or whatever it needs? Yeah, it was it was six. Yeah, six. <laughs> no, not quite yet. No. Oh, do you plan to though? Uh, I'll pick away at it again. I'm still not loving it. It's fine, but like. Other things have been keeping my interest recently. I burnt out a okay. little bit on it the first night I played it. Yeah, that's fair. That that game goes hard. Yeah. Somebody was saying it's their first Castlevania-like game, and I was just like, oof. <laughs> yeah, that's, you could have picked an easier rough. one. <laughs> or the first one. Or the first one. I would have done it. What about you, Sean? I watched The Old Guard. I think, Paul, you had mentioned this uh, movie last week. I have not seen it. Is it good? Right. The, the, yeah, it's really good. Is it? Okay. I I found it super enjoyable. I was kind of surprised. Um, that is that is quite an enjoyable film. Uh, and, you know, they set it up for a sequel, which that sounds exciting, um, sure. based on a comic book that I had no connection to. Um, but maybe I'll check out that comic book because it's, it's exciting for sure. Cool. I would recommend that Netflix movie. I don't know if I said that, but yeah, definitely check out the old guard. Oh, sounds good. And uh, I just realized it would have been a Comic Con if this was a normal year right now. San Diego oh God, Comic-Con. actually, yeah. oh, right now, yep, yeah. Uh, which is weird to think about. That used to be such a big thing, and then it's just like Snoozeville. Yeah, for the most part. Everyone's got shit to worry about otherwise. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That's oh, a weird actually, year. I'm trying to... Th- okay, this la- last weekend, I was trying to think what I did. Uh, the girlfriend and I drove to, like, a like a waterfall slash river, like, swimming hole. Mm-hmm. It was about three hours east from here. Um, So, you know, a little, little day trip out there. Uh sure. Swimming hole was great. Super fun. It was super hot out. So you could just swim in the river. That was awesome. Out of like, you know, the few hundred people we saw. I think maybe five, including us, actually had face masks on. <laughs> yeah. To, to the point that when we were walking towards where the people were swimming, uh, some people walked past us and we heard them like whisper to themselves. Oh, that that's how you know they're not from around here because they have masks on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't even the only time that someone commented behind our bass our backs about how weird it was that we were wearing masks, you know, during a pandemic. It was it was disheartening and insane. All these groups of people at the swimming hole, not social distancing and just, yeah, do not the disdain for masks. Yeah, uh, that's because really this pandemic me... was created by the left. You see, that's why. <laughs> So you fell for it, Sean. Um, 
was it was i about to say so yeah we just like kept going up the river until we were away from everyone and had like our own little area sure um it definitely made me miss my bubble back here uh in berkeley where everyone has masks all the time Uh, yeah that's glad to hear that i was gonna say you're a little brave for going out to a watering hole like that well i mean we figured there would definitely be people we didn't i didn't know the extent of how of like what people would be there and, and the, and the ignorance towards wearing masks and whatnot. But like I said, we, we wore our masks as we walked past and away from everyone to have our own little area. So it was, it was yeah. pretty safe. Um, but it was just still, it was so weird being in like a gas station and seeing, you know, the, the attendant had a, had a mask on. Cause I'm sure they have to, it's like as, as like a worker, uh, sure. but then just seeing someone like walk in without one, it was just like where where am i i mean that's that's happening everywhere around here like any store i go to like no one's wearing a mask it's it is infuriating right but at least you're not having like hundreds of thousands of cases a day almost uh, i guess but ours we're on the uptick right now so oh bummer yeah but our our uptick is like a hundred cases a day yeah, and I, it's usually I, because be one person infected a whole building <laughs> worth of people. Yeah, that's been really bad. Yeah, it's actually funny. My uh, my my girlfriend's roommate went and got tested just to get checked out, and it came back with inconclusive. What do you do with that? Oh, what? What do you do with that info? Can, can it? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> I guess go get tested again. And then wait another week or whatever for the results, but that's just not helpful at all. Yeah, that's crazy. No good. Anyway, yeah, that's a uh, uh, that that's my life. But uh, let's that's going to be mandatory game. up here, so that's yeah, good. August first. Oh, like citywide? Citywide, yeah. They passed okay. the thing. But nice. People are saying that. They're probably still not going to uphold it. We'll have to see. I hope they do. They yeah. said it's going to be fines of a hundred or two hundred bucks if you if if you get caught. I mean, I'd be surprised if anyone actually went through and like wrote a ticket to someone. Yeah, up here, know. yeah, I would be surprised too, honestly. But I mean, it's it's a semblance of hope. Yeah, time will tell. Yeah, I mean, it's like the masks aren't even like a big deal, like. It's like such a non-issue. It's not even that uncomfortable. Anyway, um, that's my life. Let's. Uh, why don't we talk about my video game life, uh, which is the name okay. of my Disney rom-com. <laughs> I was gonna say, is that is that your Nickelodeon Saturday morning cartoon? Yeah, my, my Disney my life, video game uh, life, my video game life. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, I'm played by. I mean, I couldn't even really tell you a child actor. I was going to say Zac Efron, but that that would probably be good. He, he definitely does not count as a, as a child actor. He is not anymore. a child actor. Yeah. No, nope. um, not even close. I'm I'm played by one of it's the. Pro- it's probably a good thing you kids. don't know a child actor name, honestly. Probably for the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, this is the top down perspective uh, for July twenty third. I'm Sean Booker. Paul Fleck. John Wheeler. Um, and, uh, John, why don't you and I talk about Paper Mario? All right. Paper Mario Origami King came out last week. This is the sixth, yes, sixth Paper Mario game. 
Uh, it is still not a JRPG. Do you uh, consider um, Mario and Luigi Paper Jam a quasi Paper Mario game? That game is way more Mario and Luigi than it is Paper Mario. So no, it doesn't count. No. Okay. I just saw like a like an NPD chart this morning or maybe yesterday, uh, comparing all the sales of them all, and yeah. that was included in there. I mean, that's fair. It's got it has the character in it, so I guess I can see why. But no, like gameplay wise, that is straight up a Mario and Luigi game. Sure. All right. Well, let's let's answer the big question now. How do you feel about it? I actually really like it. I'm in a positive mood on it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Where are you in the game? Uh, I've defeated the second streamer, so I've I've I'm probably what thirty five to forty percent through the game. I would imagine imagine thirty five. Okay, so you're ahead of me. I'm. Uh, I'm in the I'm at Autumn Mountain on the way to like that like a uh, temple. Oh, okay, yeah. Never mind. I know where you're not you're not yeah, so, too uh, far behind me. You're probably a couple hours behind me. Yeah, yeah. I've I've done one stream where I'm on the other one. Uh I like the combat system a lot. Uh huh. I think it's the weakest part of the game. But only for regular fights. I think the boss fight mechanics are excellent. So I was I was thinking the whole time before I had gotten to a boss fight, I was like, you know, I like this um, combat system. For those who don't know what the combat system is, Mario's in the middle of kind of like a dartboard, and then you can rotate the rings around or the columns to line up the enemies so that you can hit more of them at once. And I kept thinking, like, how is a boss fight going to work? Because that's only going to be one enemy. Like you always fight a group of enemies that you can, you know, manipulate around into some kind of pattern. And I kept thinking like, is he just going to have like a bunch of underlings that I can like combo together? Like, how's that going to work? But the way they do the boss fights is so creative and it like, it flips the whole uh, combat system in such a fun and interesting way. Like, Man, I think it's I think this game is so creative with what I'm, they do with the combat. I am curious how you're going to feel about the boss you're going to be coming up on next cuz that was that's my least favorite boss fight so far, the one you're about to do. Uh Okay, so like the third boss? Yeah. The third boss was my least favorite. That's cuz of the gimmick of that fight. But okay. also I also kind of got screwed over by RNG, which didn't help either. Uh Okay. Yeah, so the during the boss fights, there's a you, there's like a, a certain item, like there's a certain space you can land on that activates abilities, and yeah. mine was put in such a horrible place that I could never reach it. Or if I reached it, I had to basically sacrifice an attack, like I couldn't do anything otherwise. And uh, the gimmick of that fight just made it a nuisance. So I hated well, it, that. Wait, isn't because. I have a like I feel like the puzzles so far haven't been that hard. So the way that the way again for the listeners, the way the boss fights work is instead of Mario being in the middle of this dartboard, uh, the boss goes in the middle and you have to uh, rotate around a bunch of arrows that will push Mario uh, into a certain position. And you want to try and get him onto like an attack block or onto like a healing block or something like that. And then, like yeah, like John said, there's ones where you get to use some of your special abilities in the one I just did, like the, the pencil crayons. Um, it, yeah, a lot of the times it was like, am I going to go up there and hit him with my hammer or am I going to do a special attack? It was always one or the other. You can never do like both. Mm. No. So you know how to use the special attack, you have to hit an on switch panel 
And yeah. then you have to land on the space. You can either do that in that same turn or a next turn. Uh, my on-panel space ended up in a spot that would never connect me to an attack. So I literally had to sacrifice a turn if I wanted to use it. Weird. Because I found yeah. the... the uh... Like, it's always kind of set up to, oh, there is a correct way you should be lining these up. Nope. That's that. You'll, you'll understand when you get to the gimmick of that fight. But I okay. I literally had to be like, OK, I have to either sacrifice a turn to activate this and then activate it at the right time or just I couldn't get to it and couldn't get to it happened way more often than I care to admit. I took a lot of damage on that fight specifically, and I don't I, I don't want to spoil why for you since you're about to get there. Right. And knowing and knowing yeah, you and knowing my luck, you're probably going to have no problem with it. I admit I didn't die to the fight, but it was just annoying compared to all the other fights I've had. I mean, the only reason I can think they might do that is because the boss fights aren't hard. They're, they are long compared to like every other fight in this game. Mm. Um, I would expect the boss fights to be a bit longer, though, is the thing. Yeah. Um, but like the healing, you get so much health back. Oh, God. Healing. Yes. Oh, my God. So that's why that's why I'm kind of thinking maybe it's like, well, th- this one, it is kind of, you know, quote unquote cheap in some ways, but you can also heal super easily. So that kind of balances it out. That's my guess. Mm. I will say, though, I don't like the normal fights. I try to avoid normal fights as much as I can. Because they just feel they're the pacing is awful on them. I, I do also try to avoid them if I can because you don't get anything for doing them besides coins and coins are super easy to get. Mm. Um, but, but you do need I also a lot feel, of coins though. Uh, I haven't needed a ton yet. Like I've never gotten to something where I did not have an abundance or or I had to like come back for it later mm. at, at so far. Like I always have like 10,000 coins on me and the most expensive thing is usually like three uh i have i have definitely dipped down close to three digits and i am not and i am not slacking off on fights or money have you been like spending the coins to like increase your timer or anything like that or get people are cheering the toads rarely yeah see i'm not doing that either sometimes Um, i'll do that if it's a, a three turner and i just can't figure out the starting move for lining people up uh but even then i'll only spend like 200 coins I've I've just like oh, I'll just take some damage. It's not a big deal. Like I have more than enough mushrooms to heal myself as well. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. But anyways, what I was like about 30. to say is, you don't so you don't get much for, for doing the fights. Um, but I feel like the game was also compensating for that because as you like, when I increased my health the one time, I guess I've done it twice now. But the first time, um, your your travel companion Olivia is like, oh, I think now you can just hit some of these goombas with your hammer and you won't even battle them. Like the game's working to get you past. Yeah, like no, when I enemies. when I saw that, I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah, so I feel like that's a pretty good way of handling that. Yeah, because uh, the game's even saying to you, like, hey, we understand some of these fights. Like they get more and more trivial as you go along. Uh, uh I think it looks really good. Um, especially the second area that I'm in now, Autumn Mountain. I think that place looks awesome, and I oh, like yeah. the music in that area quite a bit. The aesthetic is actually really nice. Like, the game looks great. I enjoy running around and just talking to NPCs and stuff like that. Um, Writing's quite funny, yeah. Yeah, they might have overdone it with how many toads you need to save. 
there's a do disgusting you, do you need amount to save them. It's they're just collectibles, basically, right? Well, but yeah, but sometimes they actually give you like bonuses. They unlock shops and give you more items. They give you more health extensions, etc. Right? Yeah, yeah. Which is good. Like if they were just collectibles, then they would be like needless. So it's actually yeah. kind of cool that you sometimes you get stuff for them. But it's not like any of them are like, oh, you need to find this guy, or you you cannot progress. Yeah, but when you walk into an area, you get the first toad, and it says like, oh yeah, you've saved two percent of the toads in this area. I just kind of sigh deeply. <laughs> yeah, and you can see in the um, when you pause it, you can see a pretty good breakdown of what is left in this area to find. Yeah, and they tell you exactly how many toads you've saved so far, and I think we're around 200. Uh, I don't even know where do you find that number, so I don't know where I'm at. It's literally the tab next to the map tab. Okay. It's Actually, your, to- no, it's your toad it, points. To, to counter... Um, your your criticism of having too many toads, they give you like a few different items to help find them easier. Which I give them uh, credit for that. I thank God yeah. they did that. Yeah, like I'm actually pretty surprised every time I have any kind of like hindrance with this game, they've kind of thought about that and designed a, a, like a pretty okay solution so far. It It is, it's, it, there's some things that are weird to me. First off, it's weird that it's essentially a puzzle game. Like, all the fights are puzzles, which is both cool and also, like, kind of one of those, like, okay, that's a little odd kind of moments. I know they want to keep trying something different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But sometimes, it depends on the difficulty of the puzzle, too. Sometimes I'm just like, okay, this is just needlessly extra long. And then sometimes, like, okay, this is actually a real brain scratcher. Yeah, and they they even help you in a lot of ways, because, like, when they put, like, the angry ones... It's like, okay, well, I know that all the angry ones have to line up together. Oh, I would not have gotten that if these oh, four... They, they don't have to, actually. There'll be puzzles later on where straight up, like, there's only one angry one. Oh, okay. So that I haven't hit those yet, so... Yeah. But that's a good, like, that. that's a good ramp up in difficulty, then. I think that's, like, a positive. Yeah, no, uh, I, I, I just I think, I just think, I think the, the fights um, take too long. That's my issue. I think the standard fights take too long. Okay, and I hear they there's at some point that they go up significantly longer. Uh, I don't know what point that is. I just met, I was just hearing one person talk about it and they're like, yeah, these, these went from like 30 seconds to like, oh, okay, this is like a 90 second long thing now. Like I got to sit here and think. I like the accessories quite a bit. Every accessory I've found has been like extremely useful. Yeah, I'll uh, say which, the same thing. There's only, cool there's only been one sort of useless accessory I've gotten so far, but it's a fun cosmetic one I like, so I keep it on. Sure, okay. Uh, I wish the uh, Toad Radar... Uh, wasn't an item. Like, I wish it was just, like, a button I could press to have it come out. I mean, you can just press Y twice and you got it. I did not know that. What does yeah. hitting Y twice do? Pre- pressing Y brings up your items menu, and it's on that menu. You don't have to go, oh, into, okay. you don't have to, go into pause. It literally just brings up a sub-menu. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of just got it, so I, so far, the, like, the one time I used it, I went yeah. into pause, then... You have to button over and hit like use and then to tr- take turn it off. You have to do the same thing. Yeah. Like, no. I, well, why couldn't that be just like a button? Because I don't think like left bumper is being used for anything. Uh, I think that might be the only button that's not being used currently. Yeah. Yeah. Like put put it to that. <laughs> I'm like, sure I'm I, sure that's mapped to something later on. May, maybe later on. I just if because I think of like I'm pretty sure that button is also not used in Animal Crossing at any point. Um. And the idea of, like, leaving a whole button out just seems so weird. Like, make it a shortcut to something. Even if it's something I don't really need, like, maybe I'll want to use it at some point. Like, why? it's better than not having it. It also is weird that both both triggers are the confetti buttons. Like, you only need one. 
Oh, is that true? Yeah, I guess I never tried uh, left trigger. So that's also weird. Yeah. Did you turn off uh, motion controls? Immediately. As soon as I found out it was off, it was gone. Yeah, uh, I love that they put that in there. That was fantastic because it was super weird. I was like, oh, come on. But then it's just a pretty easy, like, you can turn this off. Thank God. So good for that. Pro tip, if you're playing it, you can turn off the motion controls. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm having quite a good time with it. I'm enjoying this more than I thought. Like I said, the writing's been good. I, I've enjoying like adventuring around and just treating it like an adventure game. But like anything other than the boss fights, I'm just kind of like, and I'm good. <laughs> I'll skip these fights. Yeah, I haven't got to that part with the combat yet, but uh, hopefully I don't get it like you. But I don't know. I'm I'm positive on it. Thumbs up. I'd recommend the game for sure. Yeah, it's, oh, definitely, it's, def- it's definitely not Sticker Star. It's definitely better than Sticker Star. So that's although that's not much praise. But yeah, I right now I'm on the side of I'm enjoying it. Uh, but that's pretty much all I've been playing other than Picross. And, you know, Picross is Picross. It never ends, literally. Cool. I'll continue on with what I've been playing as well. Uh, Super Hot had a sequel come out. Super Hot Mind Control Delete. And I've been playing through that. Um and it is actually really cool. It's basically like if they took uh, Super Hot and then just put in a bunch of wacky mods to make the combat uh, just more arcadey and, 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 I don't know, fun. Not to say the original Super Hot isn't fun. Um, have either of you looked at the trailer or anything for, of gameplay for this? I saw in the trailer and I was going to ask oh. about that. Like, is this... they This said this was supposed to be an expansion but turned into a whole game. Like... Is it worthy of being a whole game? Like, does it continue the storyline, quote unquote? Yeah, I mean, the the original storyline, like, it wasn't super deep. It was just kind of like, you know, break out of the system. Yeah. And just play these levels. It wasn't there wasn't like a huge narrative there. This is basically like you just want more super hot. And to the specific of like the word more comes up a bunch Mm. and it still does the weird like out of the game kind of stuff where you're like attacking the person playing the game over and over again or whatever it is like there's still some weird trippy stuff in there um but the way it presents itself uh uh is pretty interesting so instead of just like you play one level after the other one blah 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 blah, there's now like a almost like an overworld map kind of like uh mario style if it was like flat and like like ascii characters i guess um where you select, like, I'm going to play one A now, and then one B, one C. And each one of these nodes is like a play, is like a randomized playlist of levels that you will play through. And every, like, th- three or four stages, there's usually, like, I want to say maybe ten in each playlist, they will give you a new power-up. And you get to choose between two. And the power-ups are what make it really special. Because um, it can be stuff like... Every time you throw something, it's going to explode like a grenade. Oh. Or how do you want to start every single map with a katana? Um, what are some of the other ones? Oh, uh, you move super fast now. Uh, every time you... So you now have a health bar of a couple hearts. So some, some of the upgrades could be like, do you want an additional heart? Stuff like that. Do you want to be healed? That, that could be another one. Uh, there's another ability that's like every time someone hits you, a bunch of shuriken are going to explode out of you. 
Um, and then it gets really cool when you can start comboing these together. Because not only do you get uh, those abilities, but there's also some more like passive ones um, that you can like start an entire run with. So I, th- I have two passive ones right now. The first one being, I think it's just called more.exe. Um, which is, do you want an additional heart so you can play the whole, through the playlist instead of two hearts, have three hearts. Um, and every time you get hit is is one heart. You don't start the level over again. You just get and get hit um, and continue from where you are at, which which is nice to see. Um, the other one I have is charge, which um, it's on a it's on a, t- a cooldown. But if I'm close enough to an enemy, I can basically warp over to them immediately. Which is really cool where if I'm like, you know, staring down an enemy with a gun pointed at me and I don't have anything to grab or really. And instead of trying to like wiggle my way through their bullets, I can warp right in front of them, punch them right in the face and take their gun. So you can like warp around while you're doing that. I just unlocked Pierce. So now any time I throw uh, an item, it'll go through and just hit as many of them as it can in one throw. Like they're super interesting and, and some fun. Like you do some really cool kind of stuff. Got pierced for bullets as well. Uh, some of the abilities are like uh, the guns will reload faster. That's a super useful one. Um, so it's just like a it's like an arcadier version of super hot. Uh, uh, so I think like it's just it's just kind of it's more super hot, but yeah, in an arcadey fashion. If you like the first game, you're definitely gonna like this because it just does some cool weird stuff um, that is really kind of thinking outside the box of what you expect from a super hot game. Um, and like we had talked about previously, if you had purchased the game before, it was like it was sometime last week, yeah, like July fourteenth or something like that. Um, you got it for free as like an up, update to the game, um, or as which, like a which is download. crazy because how long has it been between the original release of Super Hot now? It's been a while. I could not tell you when Super Hot originally came out. Like like I'm since they've guess. done VR and everything, so it's been it's been a while. It's been yeah, years. It's been so a, that's that's brave been, to be like, hey, here, this is free if you already own the game. And I understand it's significantly bigger than the first game. So like that is quite the value proposition. But anyway, um, I highly recommend Mind Control Delete, uh, especially if you're a super hot uh, fan, because this is you're gonna have so much fun with it. Uh, and that's all I've been playing. Uh, Paul, continue on. Yeah, uh, I've been playing the new hotness in retro throwback games by Tribute Games called Panzer Paladin. Uh, the dudes who did uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, uh, an ex-Ubisoft employee uh, that worked on that game, and Mercenary Kings with Tribute Games. Obviously, he did that one. Wait, hold um, up. This is ex-Scott devs? Uh, one, At least one or, or two or of them, one. yeah. Oh, okay. That's I did not I think know his name's that. like JF Major or something on Twitter. I, I can't remember, but it's one of them for sure. Um, yeah, so Panzer Paladin, uh, picture in your mind an NES-era 8-bit action platformer game, and that's basically what this is. You play not a sold. character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Uh, you play a character in a mech that can pick up different weapons that you get from around the level and from uh, killing enemies. I'll talk about the weapon system in a second. but uh, So there's two kind of different ways you can play this game. You play, like, Blaster Master style, a little character that like can get into little places. However, there's no fall damage or whatever, so it's a lot more arcadey than Blaster Master. But when you're uh, just the 
normal pilot character. You're a little bit quicker. You can get into small spaces and um, you have like an energy whip sort of thing that you can swing on like hooks and stuff in the level to do some platforming goodness or whatever. Uh, you, But most of the time you're going to be playing inside your mech, which in this universe is called a paladin and yours specifically is named Grit, G-R-I-T. And it kind of has like a mind of its own as well. There's like little scenes or whatever where uh, Flame, the pilot, is talking to Grit, the mech, or like the mech responds to like something she says. Uh, and the mech plays kind of how you would think, a little more stompy, like much bigger, so easier to get hit by a bunch of stuff in the environment. Has a bigger health bar, but the more important thing is, is that you pick up different weapons in this world called spirit weapons. And there's a small semblance of, like, the weapon triangle in this game. Um, so you have piercing weapons like spears and whatnot. Uh, you have cutting weapons like swords and sickles and shit like that. And then you have uh, impact weapons that are like hammers and bats and clubs and things like that. And uh, apparently it does matter which weapons you use against which enemies uh, to, like, take them down faster. And I'm assuming... On the hard difficulty, that probably comes more into play. I played on normal uh, throughout the game. Apparently, also, you can change the difficulty at any time during the game. So if you're playing on normal or hard and you're like, this part sucks, I'm just going to tone it down, you can do that on the fly or whatever. So you're not locked in, which is cool. I just learned that actually today. <laughs> so I was going to ask, um, have you had any points where you gotten stuck? Um... Yes, but it didn't feel an unfair stuck. Uh, it's usually because you take a lot of chip damage through the level uh, as your mech. And then when your mech breaks down, you uh, kind of eject out of it and you play as uh, you play as the pilot. But you're like screwed. You could do like a pilot only run if you wanted to. And I'm sure there will be people that have or do uh, because she does do like enough damage or whatever. But the important thing about this game is the weapon system. So the thing about the weapons is that they all have different properties, uh, which include spells that they have, like, innate to them, which you can cast by breaking the weapon, essentially. Um, and this system deals all with weapon durability. So every weapon in this game has a certain amount of durability. Um, and it goes down, obviously, as you use it until it breaks and then when it breaks it usually does like a little fireball if you just break it normally and that's whatever you can throw weapons to break them instantly by hitting an enemy with it and they do massive damage for that uh you need weapons to put into checkpoints to activate checkpoints Ooh. so you it yeah weapons are basically your currency in this game also for upgrading your mech uh everything in this game has to do with weapons and i it's kind of cool because there's a point where you're just like, okay, this weapon's about to break, so I'm going to switch to another weapon, and, like, I'll use this weapon that's about to break for its spell for before a boss. Like, one of the spells I used a lot is Defense Up, which um, basically halves all the damage that you take, which is huge because you take a, like, absolute shit ton of damage from stuff in this game, uh, your mech. So I usually, like, say, used a weapon for a while... Saved it until, like, I got to the end if it had defense up or, like, a large heal or a small heal. 
and uh, then would like pop them as I needed them that way. Um, or like if it was like one of the daggers, I think they're dirks had just like durability up and like I never cared about that anyway. So and you get like a whole bunch of them. So like I would always save dirks for just checkpointing so I didn't waste a good weapon uh, to get take a checkpoint or whatever. It's very, very cool. Uh, it's one of the neatest systems I've seen in a while for sure. Um, other than that, it's done in this like kind of Mega Man style where there's the world is being attacked basically by these uh, demons wielding these spirit weapons. And there's a demon in different par- parts of the world. So you start actually in Canada uh, because hey. I believe the Lee creator is from like Ontario or Quebec or like from the east. So uh, and like down to. So you start in Canada. There's a there's a United States enemy, Mexico, uh, Sweden, the UK. There's like all over the world, right? And it's kind of cool because in every place of the world, it's done in a completely like in a style that is reminiscent of that area. So it doesn't look samey at all. Every place has its own distinctive features and own distinctive music. And maybe more cool than any of that, its own distinctive, like, weaponry. So, like, in Europe, you had, like, claymores and, like, medieval weaponry. You had, in Japan, had katanas and, uh, like, um, I can't remember the name of, like, those uh, daggers or whatever, like, kunai and stuff like that. In Mexico, they had a whole bunch of, like, the Aztec spears. Uh, I'm calling them that because I don't know how to pronounce the actual name of the like Aztec stuff, so like they're all in like old, uh, like the old proper Mexican uh, Aztec names for shit. Uh, in Canada, one of the first weapons you can get is a hockey stick, because of, of course. course, yeah. Um, and I think that's really cool that every place that you visit in the world, which is substantial, it's ten different places in the world, so ten stages, each with a boss at the end. And also the boss is a boss uh, that has to do with the folklore of that area. So in Greece, you fight a Medusa. In Canada, you fight a Wendigo. Um, you fight a, like, succubus in the United States, because why not? I guess. <laughs> uh, so, like, anything to do with, like, the folklore of that area. It's kind of cool that every level is tailored to that part of the world. I think that's really, really neat. Um and then after you do the 10 different stages, there's like a Dr. Wily's castle sort of like final stage, which is like six or seven stages long that you have to go through all with a boss as well. So it's a quite substantial game. Like for a $20 throwback game, this is easily like a four to eight hour game, depending how fast you play it. Uh, I took about a little over five uh, for my first playthrough. Um, other than that, the other cool thing that they do is that there is a blacksmith mode. And what that basically is, is because the weapons are like such a big deal in this game, you can actually just create your own weapons and put like, you can get weapons created by other users and they're like little custom pixel art mode thing. And like, you can set the different parameters of how much durability the weapon has, how much damage it does, how much burden on uh, the weapons have a thing called soul burden or something like that, and I won't like get into what it has a specific story related thing. So, but 
like how much burden they have and what spell they create if you break the weapon. Uh, so people have actually been already creating a whole bunch of things. Like one of the weapons I got, because uh, you get them from like a certain enemy that you can fight throughout the game, was like literally just a stop sign with a smiley face on it and was so stupid looking. Uh, some other people have created stuff like a dog on a leash as a weapon. Uh, somebody created really a Nintendo good. Switch. <laughs> yeah, there's. I think that's really, really cool, though, that people can just create their own weapon and you have a chance to get random uh, weapons people have created from different characters and stuff. It's such a cool game. Uh, and it's probably going to, like it's probably the best throwback game of this year that I've played for myself. I definitely like it more than Curse of the Moon, but um, yeah, I don't know if you like action platformers that are done in it like in an nes style this is definitely one that like i highly recommend it's very very good but yeah that's all i've been playing surprised uh you didn't play carry on this week that's tonight didn't it? i play yeah, games didn't it only at night. today <laughs> it did drop today uh, no uh oh well, i know it's out on game pass uh as of today yesterday Nope. No, it was up yesterday or two days ago. Oh, I guarantee yeah, you because I, I would have played it. I guarantee you. I was I, I, I downloaded it and, and and loaded it up. I don't know. I have it downloaded <laughs> for the last week and it went open. It was not released. Well, then what then what did I do yesterday? What are you talking about? I, I have no you, idea. I downloaded it and loaded it up. <laughs> like, what do you want from me? Um, That that. At least on Xbox, that game's playable. I would have assumed the PC one is the same, but maybe it's mm. not. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I guess we will we should we will talk about that next week. Yeah, like. for sure. Uh, we have so much news to go over. Yeah, uh, a lot has happened in the last week. <clears throat> yep. Uh, let's start with the latest stuff: the Xbox showcase. Paul, I know you watched this. John, did you tune into any of this? No, I read the list. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I believe this list is in order. We should just go through it. Uh, this is including the pre-show. Okay. Um, That's why I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah, okay. I didn't watch the pre-show. Uh, the pre-show with uh, with J- Jeff Keighley's pre-show, which oh, is definitely okay. like worth watching for all of these ones. Like He gets like some announcements during that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, kind of the first big announcement this morning was that Dragon uh, Quest... 11 is coming to game pass in December. Uh, and this is the enhanced version that the switch has. Yeah, that's cool. So that's, that's pretty exciting for sure. Yep. That's great. Excuse me. Uh, specifically December 4th. Okay. Uh, and then I think that was like the only announcement th- through the, the pre-show or that happened beforehand. Uh, and then, so yeah, the main show started exo mecha free to play competitive first person shooter. Um, yeah, I think I actually missed this trailer. I which one was this one? It is definitely it lo- definitely looks like a mix between Crisis and some weird like Gundam oh, yeah. mech thing with two mechs I definitely fighting. See the Crisis, yeah, sure. Like I'll probably, I mean, free to play. I'll try it out. Why not? Yep, for sure. Uh, I should also say that they announced this during the show that every game uh, shown today during the the Xbox showcase will be either available on Game Pass or it's free to play. Yeah. Uh, which is a pretty exciting 
thing that they kept saying as someone who subscribes to Game Pass because there's a lot of great looking stuff in here. And they all had Windows PC on it as well as uh, the Xbox, which is crazy. (laughs) Uh, This next game I thought looked awesome. Echo Generation, like a weird... um, I don't know, Umbo Canadian, because he has a maple leaf on his jacket and he attacks with a hockey stick. Yeah. Uh, weird, like, RPG. Um, yeah. Uh, against, like, again, weird robots. There's some Stranger Things vibes. I just, I loved the way this thing looked. It's very cool looking. Yep. It, 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 I made me think, like, is Double Fine working on this? This seems like a game Double Fine would have made, uh, but, like, kind of like an upscaled version of that. Anyway, oh. that's Echo Generation. The Riverbond people are making it. That's why it has that look. I thought I recognized that look. Yeah, that you know that makes sense now. Yeah, the uh, kind of voxel look. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's it's almost even hard to tell it's voxels until they zoom in on the characters. Because totally. from afar, it just looks like kind of hand drawn or just like you know regular polygons. Um, totally. You have to look real closely to kind of see the the quote unquote eight bitty voxels i guess of that. yeah um all right after that no uh, hello neighbor 2 i don't i don't know hello Neighbors. sure okay yeah yeah <laughs> that's a that's a popular game man it is yeah uh i think in more exciting news personally uh i, I don't even know how you really pronounce this balan yeah balan wonderland or what sorry balan wonderworld wonderworld yes um <clears throat> from the uh Co-creators of of uh, Nights into Dreams, and Sonic. this thing looks so, very. Yeah, th- this is a lot of like former like Sonic Team people working on this. Oh, yeah, okay, they're now over at Square Enix. Look like it plays like either of those. No, but it, like visually, this looks like Nights. This looks like Nights stuff. Yeah, I'll admit the visuals are amazing. They look really nice and cartoony. Uh, the gameplay yeah, would I be thought... more comparable to Banjo Kazooie, I would say. Like it, it, it is a three uh, mm. D platformer, collectathon. Three D platformer. Yep, for sure um yeah it looks nice i thought the music was really nice in the trailer which i'm assuming will probably be in the game knowing the knights um yeah lineage but that was a cool interesting thing for sure uh i just realized this is a this must not be in order because halo started it right or was this all pre-show stuff that was all pre-show. Uh, i think this is all pre-show yeah oh yeah. okay because i had to catch them um, after i didn't see any okay. of these until okay. later all right, so then the main thing did actually start, uh, Halo Infinite. Yeah. Uh, they finally showed some gameplay. Uh, this is the big one. What did you guys think? It sure is Halo. I was a little underwhelmed, it's like, it's actually. open-world Halo. They showed that map. It yeah. sure is Halo. <laughs> I kind of want to see I don't know uh, how to feel. Like, like, I wasn't sure what they would even change, to be honest. Yeah, that's it, right? Like, it definitely looks like a new one of those so that's good i i, I yeah. like what they added i like the the grappling hook looks hella fun uh the yeah. shooting looks solid uh overworld halo sounds interesting i i missed if they actually mentioned if there was any like if they were doing cooperative again or like or not they didn't mention it they you would have to though like all those games have co-op right yeah it yeah but they got they got rid of local in halo 5 so i don't know for sure what their plan was at that point Somebody had well, pointed this game's out coming out this fall. No one's playing local. True. Touche. <laughs> Got me there. Somebody was uh, pointing out in the thing, in the demo. He shot the legs of one of those brutes to like stagger him. And that was like 
I didn't notice that. That was neat. Maybe that's a mechanic now that you can actually like do a thing. Did you not do that in any of the previous ones? I don't remember the last one. Brutes normally didn't get staggered. You normally just killed the brute, or it killed you. Uh, They mentioned the size of the map. They said it's bigger or substantially bigger than Halo Four and Five combined. Oh my god! I know that's crazy. I mean, that makes sense. If you're going to do an open world game, it's got to be bigger than a non-open world game. Yeah, but still, just um, hearing that said out loud is like, wow. Uh, I was, you know, collecting some of the kind of additional news that was coming along Twitter for some of these games. Uh, here's some for Halo Infinite. Uh, 343 views Infinite as a platform that's going to grow over time. Yeah. It's the last standalone release for the foreseeable future, which means absolutely nothing. You know, yep. until they want to make a sequel, right? That's a that's a nothing. Yep. Uh, new story content will be for Infinite, and there will be a free ray tracing update coming after launch. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious how Destiny like it's gonna be. Yeah, that's kind of what uh, kinda the, a bunch of people were speculating. Big thing. Yep. Um, but like I'll 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 play an open world Halo for sure. Like why not? Jump around, you know, do some the hookshot does look fun for sure. Like I think that'll be a fun area to to goof around in uh with laser guns and whatnot. I mean hell it'll be in Game Pass. <laughs> so and it's in Game not? Pass. There's literally yeah, there's no reason not to, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, they showed a real short uh trailer for State of Decay three. Uh yeah. I'm gonna say there's no way that game looks as good as this trailer graphically. <laughs> Yeah, no, I played I State of Decay 2. Uh, and that's a that's a clunky game. Um, but Zombie I feel like that's animals, part of the charm though, for State of Decay. Kind of weird. I wonder if that's actually a thing or if that's just a trailer thing. I guess we'll see. I bet that's a thing. Like the, you're talking about the deer, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was like a weird deer zombie monster thing that screamed at him. Or that's that's a lot of screaming. Seems like it would be in there. Yeah. 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 I'm, why not? Um Another game that it's like, well, it's on Game Pass, so why not? Sure. I'll, I'll, why not? I'll play some of that. Sure. Uh, they also showed an extremely short uh, trailer for Forza Motorsport. Uh, they dropped the number, it seems like. I mean, at this mm. point, why not? Like, it's a new yeah. system. It's your best chance to do it. Yeah. Uh, they basically said, like, we kind of just started making it. So this seems like it's going to be a while before. Wait, it it's out. not going to be a launch title? In, in no way. No, no, no. Like I said, they had like nothing to show for this thing. That's so. weird. Like normally, like there's a Forza ready to go at near launch. Like you, like, yeah, that, like, Xbox a, like a racing game usually has a like racing games usually ready to go for launch to show off the graphics. Not motorsport. I mean, they'll have uh, Horizon Four. That's I, I guess. I guess game. yeah, you're right. I guess there's all the the forward compatible stuff or backwards yeah, compatible really. Um, Exactly. Uh, anyways, yeah, I, if it's not a Horizon game, I'm kind of not really interested in the Forza games, uh, but that's just me not really liking simulation racing. Sure. Uh, Rare's Everwild was shown again. Uh, still just looks gorgeous. I, I don't really know what you do in that game. Yeah. They didn't really show anything. He- heal animals, apparently, based on that trailer. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> yeah. You, there's nature spirits and and stuff and i don't know that game looks gorgeous that's that's all there really is to it yeah. uh then they showed don't nods tell me why which uh i'm very excited for as a, as a big don't nod fan uh this is their next like narrative focused 
uh, adventure game that they're doing. Yep. Um, it's coming out all pretty close out, to each other too, which is nice. Yeah. So, so some of the extra info I got about that one, it's, it's episodic again. And that, that actually comes out a month from now, chapter <laughs> one, August 27th. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely something to look forward to. Chapter two is a week later, September 3rd. And chapter three is the following week, September 10th. Yeah. So that whole game is coming out in, in like a three week span. Yeah. So like your favorite TV show or something every week. Yeah. No, so. I'm, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming they were just kind of like got feedback from like the long uh, delays in between the Life is Strange episodes. And they were like, all right, let's just make a game and split it up and put it out pretty back to back. Yep. Um, and then another little bit of news is they have already put up a fact on their site. I'll just read you this tweet uh, from the tell me why. Uh, Twitter account. We've added a fact page to our website to give players context for some of the tell me why themes, especially in regards to trans and indigenous representation. Some answers contain spoilers. So please proceed with caution and be courteous when sharing. I just thought this was kind of an interesting, uh, an interesting move on their part. Uh, Hmm. Good to see that they're taking those themes seriously. Uh, uh, The interesting part is they're just straight up putting spoilers out there. Yeah, that seems crazy yeah. for a game that's not even out yet. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I, I read that as them like kind of taking these themes seriously because these are kind of uh, our um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like, like there's thin ice there. These are uncharted waters in in some case in terms of the game industry. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Um. I think they're dealing with some heady stuff, probably, and they wanted yeah. to get in front of any possible anger or backlash of people speculating before the thing's even out. Yeah, that's a very fine line to walk, so they've got to be very careful. Yeah, I mean, I didn't look at the fact, obviously. I don't want to be spoiled for anything, but I hadn't seen anything um, in kind of in response to that of, like, you know, people reading it and maybe getting upset or anything. I haven't really heard anyone, any kind of response uh, about people reading it. So I can't say one thing or the other, but I I guess at the moment, no news is good news on that front. Yep. Uh, The devs for Ori and the Will of the Wisps popped up to say that they are optimizing that for Series X. So it'll have 4K and run at 120 frames per second. Yeah. Which sounds crazy. Good for them. I'm not going to play through that game again, but that's that's a lot of numbers. That's a lot of frames per second. Yep, that's intensive. 4K at 120 is crazy. Uh, Obsidian popped up to talk about a few games. Yeah. uh, Starting with Grounded, which uh, is in Xbox Game Preview next week. Yeah, they finally Uh, made me want to play that game. This trailer was much better. This is the, like, weird Honey, I Shrunk the Kids fighting bugs survival-y thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'll, I'll try that out next week. That's exciting. Yeah. For sure. Uh, so hopefully that's good. Um, yeah, I hope so. Uh, then I went on to one of my things I'm most excited about from this show: Outer yep. Wild or Outer Worlds. I did the thing. Yep. Outer Worlds uh, getting DLC, story DLC, in fact. Yep. Um, Peril on Gorgon. Uh, which, like, hell yeah! I will play some Outer Worlds DLC. Like, let's yep. go. I'm so um, in. I'm yeah. I'm definitely in for that for sure. Uh, and that's coming um, September 9th. Yep. 
Uh, they then showed a very short trailer for their next big RPG called Avowed. This excited uh, me, but I want to see anything on it. <laughs> it's a right, nice this is teaser. obviously a ways off. Yeah. Um, but I think just the idea of, you know, Obsidian is working on an a RPG. big RPG again. Yep. It's medieval, first person. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be very Skyrim-like if I had to just make a guess. Yep. Agreed. Um, something to be excited about for sure for, for fans of the genre, if I had to guess. All right, this next one went a little odd. Um, a new narrative, interactive narrative game called As Dusk Falls. Yeah. Um, and this, this I, they didn't show any kind of gameplay. To me, I'm assuming it's going to be like, you know, your, your Life is Strange, your Telltale-style adventure game but just with less animation and more just kind of motion comic. Yeah. Uh, I really don't know what to, to think about this one. I wasn't crazy about this trailer myself. So, yeah, I agree. Good art. I mean, there's, I, there's really not a lot to talk about. They didn't really show anything. Um, uh, Destiny 2 then had a section. Uh, I had a moment talking about uh, Destiny 2 coming to Game Pass. Yeah. Um, and the at new the moment, uh, it is free to play. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I don't think with the new power, because, correct me if I'm wrong, the version of Destiny 2 coming to Game Pass is going to have everything up to, um, uh, every uh, everything before this September's content. Right. And the new power comes in the this year's expansion, which is in November. Right, but they showed a little bit of that, is what I mean. They oh, showed okay. the right. ice stuff out. <laughs> which, uh... That'll you'll have to purchase, but in terms of what you're getting for quote unquote free through Game Pass is basically everything they've announced and released coming up to this September. So you'll get like last year's big expansion, Shadow Keep, um, which is uh, for those comparing it to the free to play version, uh, about a year's worth of content more than what you get from the free to play version of uh, Destiny 2. If I am following this correctly, which is I might not be because there's a lot of there's a lot of different versions of Destiny 2 now. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and that's that'll be on all their uh, versions of Game Pass, obviously. They even talked about xCloud, so very cool. Um, and uh, it'll be optimized for the Series X, which will be 60 frames per second. Yep. Uh, all right, next was Stalker 2. This broke Any my Stalker brain. Fans? Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Oh, this was what you were cheering about on Twitter. Okay. They fucking done it. No, I was cheering about something else. This was my tweet that was something like, wow, didn't see that coming. Because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see the symbol for the vault thing, and then you see the, like, uh, rivet thing that they throw to check if there's a anomaly in the area, and you're just like, holy shit, are they doing a stalker thing? Like, yeah, there it is. <laughs> this is very cool I'm excited about this I would like to see more <laughs> like anything nice gameplay please wise. please show me more what was it oh now that I'm thinking about it uh, I think it was I think it was grounded the trailer was like are you looking for the biggest game of 2020 wait for cyberpunk 2077 wait, yeah, yeah wait for cyberpunk <laughs> and then it's like but there's also this game yeah um if you're, you're looking for the littlest we got you covered yeah. oh was that what it was okay yeah yeah yeah. very good that was the grounded trailer if anyone wants to look that the up. writing in that trailer was on point it was very good yeah 
Obsidian, man, they got some writers there. Uh, Go I'm figure. a fan. <laughs> uh, they mentioned uh, Hellblade 2. as That's still a thing coming. They didn't really show much. Yep. Uh, we got some Psychonauts 2 gameplay. Uh, Jack Black showed up and sang a song for the game. Um, sure. I've, like, yeah. Tell me I'm not the only one that was like, wait, Brutal Legend? What? <laughs> Like right away, I, I saw a lot of that on my on my Twitter feed when I was going through. I'm like, oh wow, okay, what the yeah. hell did they do? Uh, this is just my my like semi annual reminder that Jack Black has a video game uh, YouTube channel that you should watch. He does. Um, that's true. Because because that's just that's a there's a Venn diagram there, and I'm I'm in that. I'm in the I'm in the middle of that Venn diagram. Fair. Uh, yeah, Psychonauts two looks like what you want. Yep. I don't, I don't know what to say. Uh, this next game, this also kind of looked like a double fine game. It's not. Um, this is actually from uh, the SteamWorld people, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And it's called The Gunk. Does not look like a typical SteamWorld game. No, uh, it obviously doesn't. it's it's not it's not a SteamWorld game, uh, right. but it's just not does not look like what you would expect from that team. I don't know really uh, what to say about this. You you like absorb weird gunk. And there's monsters. Yeah. It's like an action adventure game. It looks kind of fun. 2021. As somebody whose favorite part of Mario Sunshine was cleaning up the gunk, I am down for a game called The Gunk, where you clean up the gunk. Oh, no. Is this literally a spiritual successor to Sunshine? No, no, no. It's more like... I was going to say, oh, yeah, no, I'm looking at the footage. That is definitely not. But, yeah. It is, yeah. The only, yeah, I think Paul's the only one making that comparison at the moment. I have not seen that comparison. Anything where you clean up gunk, I'm in. Okay. All right. Um, this next one, pretty exciting. I did not see this announcement coming. Tetris Effect Connected, which is a updated version of Tetris Effect with local and online multiplayer. Yeah, Why that's not? neat. Uh, which neat. wasn't this like the one thing you wanted, John, back when this game came out? Uh, that was one thing I felt it was lacking was like some sort of like multiplayer mode but like at the same time like tetris 99 also got one later so i'm not shocked that this is getting one now uh this is coming to game pass which is very exciting um and then so it's coming to game pass this fall and all the other existing versions will be getting an update a free update next summer um so if you okay. only have it on playstation you'll get that you know next summer or if you have it on pc you'll get it next summer um but if you have game pass you just get it, which is exciting. I will happily play through Tetris Effect again. Um, I, yeah, I'm excited about that for sure. Uh, we got another trailer for Crossfire X. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll play. It I didn't sure. know Remedy I'll, had any Remedy. like hand in this, so I'm more interested after seeing their logo pop up on the, this trailer. Sorry, I, I cut you off at the beginning. You said you didn't know about the Remedy ties? No, I didn't look into Crossfire yeah, so at so they, they had announced this at the last show, or whenever they announced Crossfire X was coming to the States, because I think this is like a big game over in Asia at the moment. Yes. Um, mm. So this is coming to the States, and Remedy is solely doing the single-player campaign for this game. I mean, that's what I, the only uh, thing I would care about f- from it, so I'm down. Um I'm just really curious, like, what that means. And also, I'm a yeah. huge Remedy fan. Yeah, exactly, right? So, like, let's let's go. Uh, 
Next, Warhammer 40k Darktide. This is what I lost my shit about because I've been playing Vermintide 2 and last week I literally said I wish this game existed in the 40k universe. Mm. Uh, this is from the makers of Vermintide and it is one of those, yeah, in yeah. the 4K, 40k universe. I, as I watched this, I literally said to myself, I wish I had finished Vermintide, but I, me and my co-op buddy just kind of fell off like three quarters of the way through or something. Oh, there's um, way more. Revisit that. They've been adding stuff regularly. So, oh yeah, maybe I got to re-download that. Um, yeah. Anyways, yeah, like sure, I will play a Left 4 Dead like any day of the week. Yeah. I played World War Z. <laughs> yep. They actually uh, updated that recently too. Oh, did they? What they add to that? They added a drone class or something that you can use, like okay. drone master class or did something. They, did they add any like new levels? Because there's only like three I don't think areas, so. right? Oh, that's what I'd be more excited, interested in, is another level. Yeah. Uh, Dark Tide comes sometime in 2021. Yep. Fantasy Star Online 2 is getting an update. Yeah. Um, I still need to try that game out, because why not? I'm actually surprised that they're just rehauling PSO to you, I guess. It's just so weird. What a time to be alive. Uh, it's called New Genesis. Um... It'll be a timed console exclusive on the Xbox. Uh, Bloober's The Medium was shown again. Yeah. This thing so, looks super psychological cool. horror game. Yep. I'm not going to play this. It looks awesome. I really like the fact that like both realities or whatever are rendered at the same time because you know they're going to do some weird switcheroo shit while you're playing. It's going to be creepy. Right, yeah, it looks like there's kind of two things going on at once, and they were showing them kind of side by side. Yeah. Uh, it's the dual reality trailer, so yeah, they'll probably do something weird with that. Um, and then their final announcement, their one more thing, is they are working on Fable. Yep. No number, no subtitle, just Fable, which, like, yeah, I'm, I am ready for a new Fable. It has been a while. That last one was, what, 2010, I believe? I mean, they were working on that, like, that uh, DM, that Dungeon Master one for a while, and then they scrapped it for Xbox One. And I think another one came out. Wasn't there something called, like, Fable Heroes? Yeah, wasn't there, like, a a mobile Fable or something? Let me look. I was going to say, are are you talking about the Kinect one, or? Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm Heroes Journey or whatever that was? That sounds familiar. Oh, yeah, it even says in this thing, did I mention it's been a long time since Fable 3? And then parentheses, we won't count Journey, uh, which I did not play that, but so I, the, I want a proper Fable. There was a card game that we released three years ago called Fable Fortune, apparently. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that okay. one. Okay. Uh, there's an on-rails action role-playing game that used the Kinect called Fable Journey, the Journey, like you said. Fable Heroes was, like the, was an arcade yeah, game, a beat-em-up. Okay, yeah. Uh, That's but not like, a as well. Yeah, the last one I played was Fable 3, and I fucking hated that game. So, Fable 2 I liked. I thought so, I thought Fable 3 was fine. The ending is bad, but I like the rest of it. Yeah. 2 is very good. Uh, 2 like the only one two, I one liked, the, actually. I didn't like 1 either, so. Hmm. I haven't played 1. I have a friend who, like, swears by 1. He loves 1. Uh, I liked 2 a lot. I uh, One of the first 360 games I played. Cool. That's that is an old game, so yeah, I will play some more Fable for sure. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how they do. 
Oh, and I had a bit of extra info on some of the games we already talked about. Uh, specifically, Outer Worlds, uh, the DLC is going to be 15 bucks. Okay. And like we said, September 9th. And what do I have here for Tetris that wasn't already mentioned? I think it was just the release dates in this one. Nope, I don't even know why I grabbed uh, this tweet. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. You're just that, you were just that excited. To... That's all it was. Yeah, I was just, whoa, hey, Tetris. Uh, I am excited. You should be, too. Uh, Ubisoft had an investor's call earlier this week. A couple things came out of that. Specifically, the next Ubisoft Forward will be this September. And right. apparently their first one surpassed their E3 concurrent viewer record. So I have a feeling these aren't going anywhere. Sure. No. And honestly, why is E3 even going to come back? Probably not. <laughs> or it'll be, it'll be rebranded like it, for smaller companies at that point. Yeah, it seems like it doesn't even make sense. Um, there was also uh, probably the big tidbit from Ubisoft was that they announced they will not be following Take-Two's lead in making their games $70 this fall. Right. It will be sticking with the $6 price. Now, there is some uh, question about, is that just because they're already, like, announced? Does that mean, like, unannounced things further on will get a bump? Who knows? I think it would be weird to do a bump not at a console launch. That's, like, the only way I could see a, a company justifying a price bump. Uh, but either way, this fall, games like Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed will be $60. Uh, they're not increasing the price, at least yet. Um Sure. Which is interesting. Like, I feel like you just need a couple more big names to not increase the price and it won't happen. Like the market will just like make make it so, you know what I mean? Yeah, but is that a good thing or bad thing at this point if that doesn't happen? Uh, like personally, well, personally, yeah, for thing. consumers, yes, I would like to not spend more money. But like the the issues that we always hear about like dev studios and all crunch and everything, like is this... Is this worth it at this point? Sure. Uh, I think that's a valid point. I think it's a point that less than 1% of gamers are thinking about. Um, neither here nor there. Uh, right. And I, I'm definitely for you. I don't want developers crunching. But do, and I ask this question to you, do you have faith that that extra $10 will go into the developer's pocket or ah, just to the publisher? Yeah, Touché. that's the problem. Touche. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I, like I'm for that, but there's no way I will ever know. Did that extra ten dollars go where I want it to? Yeah, you know what I mean. So depressing so to think a, about. I really it's, it's try weird. not. To. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the gaming industry. Hooray! <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, I mean, this is like every industry at this point, right? You know what? I, like, yeah, you know, visual effects studios go out of business all the time, despite winning Oscars. Yeah. Yada yada sure um i think the yeah i mean just just uh you got to subscribe to game pass everything's going to eventually show up on game pass and it's the only way to feel good about games i guess <laughs> i uh I, I saw an interesting tweet from uh tim schaefer this would have been a few weeks ago and this is just kind of a side anecdote uh someone it was the question was presented to him like hey what is game development like now that you've been purchased by Microsoft compared to like how you, how your studio was beforehand. And he said, everything is exactly the same, except the crippling fear of us shutting down is no longer there. Mm. Which I thought that was just a feel good tweet. I, I think double fine is a feel good company. Um, and knowing that they're safe, 
uh, warms my heart. Um, who knows if he was forced to make that tweet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from Microsoft? Like, I don't. Uh, it's not like he was going to say anything bad about Microsoft, but I, I, yeah. I want to believe Tim Schaefer is genuine when he is out there publicly. Tim Schaefer is definitely the type of person to cause a shit storm. He has never been known to hold his tongue when he's pissing yeah, about something. So, so if he's so. actually being good, like saying good things, then genuinely he's probably actually feels that way. Yeah, and that, that's a feel-good thing to, to know about for sure. For sure. Um, all right, this is kind of a small thing. We got the release date for Yakuza Like a Dragon, uh, the next Yakuza game, uh, is November 13th. Uh, one thing that's kind of interesting about this is this was supposed to be a day one launch title for the Xbox Series X. So maybe that's a hint towards something. Oh, yeah. Huh. No, no one knows. But that's a that's a date that we might want to keep in mind. Who knows? I, what, date I, I have, was, what date was that again? That was November 13th. Okay. You're, are you making a calendar event? Well, it's right next to my birthday. So I'm like, all right, I might as well just give myself a birthday gift. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you can justify the purchase? No, well, no, I already had like, okay, it's for works, but... Yeah, but, but now I can at least like pretend it's my birth. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. I'm spoiling myself. <laughs> um, yeah. So who knows? Uh, okay, moving on. Um, everyone's pro- at this point in the show. Everyone's probably wondering why I haven't talked about Deadly Premonition two in the games I've been playing section. <laughs> um, and I'm here to answer that question. Uh, I was playing it last weekend. Uh, I was playing it docked. Still ran like shit to the sure. point that the like. The low frame rate, the judderiness of everything moving around the screen being blown up on my 65 inch TV, which, by the way, I'm not sure if you know about this. I have a really big TV that I humble like, brag. It's, it's, it's a sure. big TV. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, the point was not having the jitteriness on the small screen, but having it on the big screen. I was actually getting eye strain. Like it yeah. was actually hard to watch this bad frame rate game. Yeah. blown up on the handheld you know you can't tell because it's not jumping around physically that much but on the big tv it was just it was hard to look at and then i did a bad fetch quest because it's a deadly premonition game and just after i'd finished that when i was into the next mission the game froze and had auto saved before that bad fetch quest so i just washed my hands and was like i am waiting for a patch because <laughs> uh, honestly it had gotten to the point where um it was ruining my enjoyment of this game and i and i want to enjoy this game as i'm playing through it um, so I was like, I'm waiting for a patch. Paper Mario comes out, so I will move on and play that instead. Um, anyways, that's a big uh, anecdote because the actual news story is that it received a patch. Um, the The patch addresses a few different things. Uh, specifically, um, the frame rate has been improved a bit. They said that's going to be an ongoing issue they're working, so it is still not great. I haven't booted it up yet since the patch. Uh, I'm just kind of going off of all the like anecdotal messages people have been posting to to reddit or or reset era here um the uh the constant my one thing thing i was complaining about last time where he'll just like keep repeating a bunch of his comments like while he's skateboarding and you have to like hear them over and over again that has been addressed um there's been addresses to the audio like the when you're on a skateboard it's really loud so listening to him to tell his story about movies or whatever is actually kind of hard to hear um that's been fixed uh as well as there was a issue with some like uh like a, there was apparently a, a weird 
scene uh, towards trans people that wasn't written very nicely. Uh, he has rewritten that scene. Um, I, I can't really comment on that. I haven't gotten to that section yet, so I, I don't know what the before and after look like, but that was also addressed uh, in some way. That's a uh, bummer. Anyways, Spe- though, especially after the missing getting. did so good uh, for like trans stuff. It's kind of weird yeah, that I, he would have a weird scene there. Apparently, uh, there were some people also saying like there's some other changes that they should have done and they weren't doing it. And their response, like, uh, was it Laura Dale or something like that? She she messaged Swery on Twitter and uh, Swery kind of responded negatively. So, oh, we're not sure yeah, if a, yeah. So I'm not sure if that's a whole mistranslation thing or what. I didn't keep up with that, but I saw like there was like a, a like a miniature like what is Swery doing right now kind of deal. Beard man. I don't yeah. even know what you're talking about. Yeah, or who that is. Laura K. Uh, Dale is so a I, I, game writer for different stuff and now solo. I think. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. It seems like it's an ongoing thing that they're working to address. I'm seeing in the chat there's apparently still a lot of transphobic stuff. Which, that also seems weird. Uh, it does seem weird, yeah. I don't know. I don't get that me- I, like message from Swery. He seems like a pretty genuine dude. Uh, I'm wondering if it's like a localization or translation problem or something. That, maybe, yeah. I'm hoping, but like yeah. that could also be just know. writing off an issue. So I'm just, I, I don't know. I, I need to know yeah. more. Yeah, uh, I don't actually know, don't know what the problem kind of, is. Even like, honestly, I th- that's what I'm saying. I, th- I, I think it's dead. I think scene. it's dead naming. I believe was the actual issue. They dead. They dead name a character a lot. I did hear the oh, phrase weird. "dead name," um, but yeah, I, I mean, I didn't. Uh, I, I am in no way an authority on this. I, I haven't gotten to that scene, and I will, uh, unless I look up a YouTube video, I'll never see the original scene at this point. Mm. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they didn't uh, fix the frame rate fully then. They did fix it a, a bit, they did say. Slightly. And I saw some anecdotal evidence that when you're like indoors, it's better. Um, right. I mean, yeah, it's they said they are going to continue yeah. uh, working on the frame rate. Yeah, I'm glad to see that they are fixing it in some way and there are patches coming and more patches coming. So, yeah, it also got a new switch icon. Oh, okay. really? <laughs> it did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is always funny oh, yeah. to me when they do that weird um i'm looking at it right now it's literally just like the front cover instead of just the logo yeah uh have you guys seen carry-ons switch yes logo? oh my god why i have not i'm gonna look it up right <sighs> now. yeah look it up and if you could uh paul or john feel free to uh, get, i'll let, in, I'll let paul in excruciating detail no. please just describe it okay specifically on the switch yeah yeah I mean, I don't know if it's the same for the... Yeah. Got a, there's an age gate, so I got to put in my date of birth. Um, All I see is like a tentacle or something. No, no, no that's, that's not, that's not, not the a tentacle. One. Yeah, oh, here, I'll go find it. I saw it on Yeah, Twitter I went to earlier. Nintendo's main page. Make sure you have safe search off. Oh, Okay. Yeah, uh, there it is. Yeah, there it is. It's a Describe vagina it. with um, tendrils of blood or some mucus coming from it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, Thanks. Risk of Rain Thanks, Two Tyrion. is coming out August eleventh. It's a terrible icon. <laughs> It's really funny. Or or fitting. 
I guess. <laughs> uh, Risk of Rain 2's 1.0 version will be on Steam August 11th. I'm excited. I've been waiting for a final boss and a way to end that game for like a year and a half. So, Yep, I'm excited as well. I, I own three versions of that game. Oh, <laughs> Somehow <man>. that happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, I'm excited to to have an ending to that game as well. All right, speaking of live streams, Nintendo had a a direct mini early this week. Uh pretty short. There there's only a few things mentioned uh kind of in order. Cadence Hyru- of Hyrule is getting some DLC. Oh, fucking A. Um I'm in. Yep. New characters yeah, got uh, added now and then there's uh there's like a new story chapter they're doing as well and I forgot what the third thing was. There's a story chapter where you're going to play a Skull Kid. Okay. Um, uh, which that comes out, uh, I think, on the twenty third, October twenty third, um, or at least that's sorry, that's when the ver- the ver- version of the game containing all three DLC come out. Um, let's see, it'll be spread over three six dollar DLC packs. The first, which is already out, adds five new characters, including Impa and Shadow Link. The second, the Melody Pack, features thirty nine songs, which, by the way, some of those remixes were by Chipsell. Just putting that out there. Yeah. Okay. And my boy, Family Jewels. Um, uh, and then the third one is will be Skull Kid uh, with a new map, some story stuff. Uh, there's also a season pass, I believe, you, that you can purchase. I'm super excited that you don't need to buy the season pass, and that was your only option. Similar to like uh, Breath of the Wild, making you buy the season pass and not breaking them out because mm. I don't care about new characters or the new songs. I just want some more story stuff. So I will definitely play that Skull Kid thing. Uh, whenever that drops. Sure. Uh, they showed off a game called Rogue Company that is already out. Yep. Um, I believe it's in an early access version. It will be free to play, but right now you can only get in by, you know, purchasing like a starter pack. Um, it's on Switch. It's on everything, basically. Yep. I uh, it looks kind of interesting. I want to play this, actually. It looks cool. The, the the UI actually made me think of Siege because it's like five on five with like the character icons on the top, which is which is what it's at least, well, it's what Siege had when I was playing Siege. I don't know if they changed that. Um, right. Uh, there's a wrestling game. Oh, yeah. The 2K Playgrounds. Battlegrounds. Battlegrounds. Sorry. Something like that. Yeah. I think that was the basketball and- game. I think I was Playgrounds. And then the, uh, the probably the biggest news, at least for my Twitter feed, Shimigami Tensei 3 is getting a HD remake for the Switch. Um, and they also still said Shimigami Tensei 5 is a thing. Yeah, and they made a new trailer for it. Yeah. Cool. I don't have an attachment to these games, but I know other people do. Nocturne sure. was a big deal, so it's surprising that that's getting a re, an HD remaster. It's based on the uh, the later re-release for PS3. So it doesn't have Dante in it from Devil May Cry. But uh, no, that that was a decent big deal. So I'm sure people are going to be excited for that. And then obviously seeing five still existing. And saying it's a simultaneous worldwide worldwide release in 2011. Yeah. Um, So that was the direct mini. Like I said, real short. It's like an eight minute video. Uh, all right, a couple f- more small stories. Metacritic has changed how user reviews can be posted. They now have to wait 36 hours before the after the game is out to post a user review. Yeah, that should have been there to begin with, honestly. Yep, that makes sense. Uh, 
because people on the internet are weird. It's still not going to stop review bombing. In fact, like uh, all the Shin Megami Tensei games got review bombed after the direct mini happened because people were expecting something. Yeah, because people like were expecting other things to get announced. Yeah, I know people were expecting other things to get announced during the direct mini and didn't read that it was a partner direct mini. And it was all third party games that were already announced for the most part. It was just it was just a mess. Oh, how do you uh, stupid. Oh like what do you like as the developer there what do you even like do like oh I get, well that sucks you Those ignore are, like, and you keep working <laughs> yeah <laughs> like what uh, else do you do I mean at okay, this point like well. none of the none of the Shimigami Tensei devs are gonna be like I can't believe our game from 12 years ago suddenly got like re- drop five review points <laughs> in the user score now yeah, how are yeah. we gonna sell I mean, copies that's... of this DS game <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure 38, 36 hours is um, uh, a number that they've come to of like when the kind of the big uh, the peak of viewers probably hit their site. So if you get past that, it's like who's even looking at that point? They probably already made their purchasing decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. GameStop here in the United States has updated their mask policy. I don't know where exactly there are GameStops that are open. It's not around me. It's probably in Texas where there's there's a giant spike. That's my guess. Anyway, customers uh, to enter the store are required to wear the masks, but if they don't, the employees are not allowed to force them. So nothing's changing. Got it. Yep. Cool. So that that's well, usual head office BS. Sounds right. Uh, yeah. So it's like the head office saying like, "Oh no, we're we're definitely like." Uh, getting in line doing the smart thing um but also if they're here with some money and not a mask i'm not gonna say no Mm -hmm. that's that's how i'm reading this uh i mean as far as i'm concerned you should not be allowed to enter that store if you're not wearing a mask i feel bad for the employees as i usually do when it comes to a, a new game stop news story yeah All right, a bit of Final Fantasy news. Um, this next, this bin is about Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, and this thing wants me to change my cookie settings, so I'm going to close it and go off of uh, what I can remember. Uh, there was a couple quotes basically saying that Part Two is aiming to release as soon as possible. Uh, no submitted, shit. Uh, through Discord, which <laughs> yes, I feel like every single game is aiming to release as soon as possible. Um, and then the other bit of news I remember seeing about this was that they have begun full production on part two. Um, and my response is this seems late. Why didn't you do this like a year ago or six months ago or whatever? I mean, uh, they, anyway, they probably had to do bug patches and stuff for the, uh, for remake, but I would have assumed some of the team had moved over. I guess that wouldn't be considered full production. Maybe that's the thing. I don't know. That's likely what it was. Uh, Anyway, announcing that a game is aiming to release as soon as possible is not a new story, and I can't believe that got picked up from so many places. <laughs> Look, people are so desperate for any information on the next part of Remake. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're, that's true. Uh, all right, Final Fantasy XIV's free trial has been expanded. Uh, I will just read this list, and if it means something to you, great. Uh, it will include level cap raised to 60, Heaven's Ward patch through patch 3.56, Dark Knight, uh, Astrologian? Astrologian, Astrologian. Yeah, yeah. 
Machinist, and Aura. That is actually, anyway. That's a lot, actually. Honestly, yes. the The main reason that I had seen someone translate this tweet to me was that is now over a hundred hours of free content, including the best content. Uh, so yeah, and even in the chat, someone's basically saying it's basically a hundred hours of free gameplay. So it seems like a good time to play some Final Fantasy fourteen if you have a hundred free hours. Good news, sure. you're probably not going anywhere right now already. So, <laughs> yep. yep, for sure. All right, this last one, I didn't read this. I just thought it was funny that uh, Worms Armageddon got a patch. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Worms Armageddon has been out for 21 years, <laughs> and it's now getting a huge new patch for the game. Did you look into this, John? Can you uh, tell it, us what? It, it's already out. The patch is already out. Okay. Um, basically, it was compatibility for Windows 10. So previously, if you wanted to run it in, say, windowed mode or, like, not crash anything... You had to uh, get like third-party uh, add-ons to do that. Now it all works right. fine. They fixed the replay feature, which has been broken since like Windows Seven. Um, you can actually save them and watch them proper. You can, uh, you can. There's a bunch of proper settings you can actually adjust now. Like it seems a like windowed mode. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that too. They actually added a windowed mode. Like there's a lot of things they fixed that actually seem to have been really good. But it's all <laughs> most of it is also stuff that third parties already did for modding to kind of keep the game alive so now this is just team 17 basically being like yeah I, we see you guys you still think this is the best worms game let's keep let's keep it going that's awesome i Holy shit, as, that's as so someone weird. who grew up with that game and absolutely loves that game to death i'm so excited that game got a patch that's to me is hilarious yeah that's crazy Wow. Well, good for them. Yeah, man. Sure. That's awesome. That's so good. That's so rare. Some companies don't even keep up with their game that came out last year. Like, what the yeah. hell? That's <laughs> what I find so funny about it, too. Like, is, this is just like, what, <laughs> not, not even a week after they announced that uh, the Battle Royale one? So it's funny to just be like, yeah, here's right, a new yeah. Worms game, and here's the 21-year-old one for, for the purists. That's awesome. Good for them. All right, uh, that does it for news. Let's do some questions. If you want to send in questions, it's topdownrespective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. All right. Let's- Paul, would you like to read us some episode names? Yeah, let's do some episode names. So these were submitted a couple weeks back uh, when John was away, and then we just straight up forgot last week uh, to do them. Let's get them done. Let's do them. Starting on April 23rd, a Hatsune Miku concert on crack. Uh, was this the Fortnite Dead Mouse thing? I'm guessing it's a Fortnite thing? Dead Mouse? Yeah, We're I think Death you're right. Thing. It's something about a concert in oh, Fortnite. No, I bet we, this was in relation to um, that that show they did in Fortnite um, with the... With the with I don't even remember the guy's name. There was like a rapper in Fortnite. Remember? Oh yeah, shoot. I do. Remember I showed you guys that that video. I do. I just I'm trying to remember what rapper it was or who it was. I don't think it was Chance. It was not Chance, but I also could not name a lot of rappers. Yeah, that was a while back. So you know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. What's the answer? Okay. Answer is talking about a holographic concert in Fortnite. Yeah, so, close enough. 
Oh okay. yeah, the one where the dude was like jumping around and everyone got sent up into the air whenever yeah. he saw. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, May first, RPG spell or energy drink? This was a game that we played. This was a uh, game we played. I, yeah, I can't remember if it was Kotaku or some site had like a game. Yeah, they put together a little quiz and we read through it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, contacts, a listener sent in a Kotaku article where it was a game to see if the following words, uh, sets of words was an RPG spell or an energy drink. Okay, the week after, May 7th, I think 2020 needs friendships. <laughs> well, clearly we're talking about when they added friendships in Mortal Kombat 11. Mortal Kombat, so. yeah. Oh, you're right. I would not have thought, of, yeah, that's got to be what it is, yeah. Yeah. Context, talking about how friendships were being added to Mortal Kombat 11 and the probable thought process behind doing so. Uh, May 14th. This is what I was fighting for? This sucks. Uh, This was definitely around the time I was playing Mega Man uh, Zero Four. Okay, I can see you of saying that. Yeah, so maybe it was something like that. I finished. Yeah. I finished off uh, the Mega Man Zero games around this time, so that's probably me saying that because I didn't like that ending for reasons right, that, that I won't get into because spoilers. Paul complaining about the ending of Mega Man Zero Four. All right. Yeah, that would do it. Nailed it. May twenty first. I think you're actually describing a Christopher Nolan movie. I mean, my initial thought is the Nolan movies showing up in, in Fortnite, Fortnite. Yeah, but we but we would have been talking about that, so of course we would have been describing. Was it like so part of know. a joke? Maybe were we were we talking about just making our own oh. Nolan movie just in Fortnite? You know what I think it might have been is we were talking about like how how like they they would do it or something like that, and how like Nolan would come out and greet you. Oh yeah, that's screen. exactly what it was. Uh, and then I think we said this itself is a Nolan movie. I think that may have been what it was. I think that's what it is. Oh, no, no. It was a jo- Yeah, it was a joke like that where, like, at the end, Nolan comes out to congratulate you and say that Fortnite was his movie or something like that. It was something along yeah. those lines. Yeah. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Okay, context. <clears throat> you were talking about how a Christopher Nolan movie was going to be shown in Fortnite, which spiraled into a conversation about what movie you would... Uh, play Fortnite to see which spiraled further into talking about how when watching a movie in Fortnite if you die you can't finish the movie okay so it's that conversation yeah that yeah. was all a big thing yeah 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 okay uh, May 28th I'm not gonna show you my feet I think Sean said this I think I said that as well yeah the fuck it was some some like in- intro topic we were having yeah <laughs> I think only fans may have been mentioned. Yeah, I think so too, to but I don't remember why. Can you find TDP on OnlyFans maybe? Like what the hell was it? You know, you know, going back to that Fortnite one, just the previous one, uh-huh. I do think that would be funny if every time you died the movie started over. <laughs> oh, oh no. That's really good. So mean. So like you keep getting you keep getting like the first ten minutes of a movie. That'd be very good. Okay, what's the feed answer? Yeah, uh, let's see. 
You somehow got on the topic of feet at the beginning. John was adamant and not wanting to be a part of it, leading Sean to claim that John is the bad boy of the group, and you have to level him up in the relationship to get you to show what? to get him to show you his feet. I don't remember I don't this at all. I don't remember this at all. Some kind Holy of dating shit. sim like scenario, I guess. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I, I remember a bit of it. Uh, okay, June 4th. I don't want anything to do with genies. This was a question that was sent in, and I don't want to oh, do I, any monkey's I, paw shit with genies. I remember that is exactly what it was, the monkey's paw stuff. Yep. It was, that was you right. yelling that, I believe. You were just like, I don't want to fuck around <laughs> with genies. Yeah, it was something like that. The question came in with the premise involved making a deal with the genie during the course. Paul revealed his intense phobia of genies. Yeah. And June 11th. Look how sweaty we can get dudes. I don't think I was oh, here for this. I was the, not here um, for this one. Okay. Um, the PlayStation reveal because they showed off a basketball game. Uh, and oh. Real sweaty. Yeah, you're right. That's what it was. Uh, context is basically the tagline to the PS5 NBA game. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Close enough. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Thank you for sending those in, as always. <clears throat> Thank you. I will write, I'll read this first question from Christopher. I think wrestling moves are really cool and when, oh, sorry, when used in video games, even though I don't really watch wrestling. In a real life fight, wrestling moves are not that practical. But in video games, they are cool and effective. If you could add wrestling moves to any non-wrestling video game, what would they be? The game or the wrestling move? Like, what are we adding? <laughs> I want to add... Uh, I think it's the game. I say the game. I want to add yeah, power okay. bombs to racing games. I want yeah, my, to Forza, I, want my, I was thinking. Yeah, I want my DeLorean to pick up your Trans Am and just crash it through the ground. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you can do it to a train in Final Fantasy, so why not? Exactly. I just want I just want to play a Saban in every game. Yep. Nintendo. I'm gonna, okay, a couple games that come up, <laughs> and there's a theme here. Viva Pinata. Okay, uh, that'd be pretty and good. Pokemon. Yeah. Pokemon already has some favorite. wrestling moves, though. That's literally has just the few. fighting like type. Sure, some of them, but it's, I mean, you don't really get to see any of it. Um, I guess I just want cr- cute creatures to suplex each other. Yeah, right. I feel you, man. Any visual novel would be better with like suplexer. I mean, there is sure. the John Pile Cena driver. dating sim where every character is John Cena, so you could just play that. True. What is the move? Where a character jumps at another one and like two feet kicks them, like they go horizontal. That's a drop kick. Uh, just a drop yeah. kick. I think those should just show up everywhere. You're right. It is. Those are never not funny. Hot Fuzz has a fantastic drop kick versus that old lady yep. when the movie turns. <laughs> that's a, that's a great moment. Um, just more of those, basically. What a good movie. That's such a good movie. Did you? It, side note uh, just this last week they did a um, 10 year it was the 10 year anniversary of uh, Scott Pilgrim uh, versus the world of movie I watched it and they yep. did a on, on a zoom call they did a script read yep. a bunch of the actors that was just so enjoyable and delightful to watch they got almost everyone they were they were missing a few of the actors um, but a lot of like little in jokes and stuff and that, that was just a really good time 
Uh, if you're a Scott Pilgrim fan, you should you should look that up. Yep, it was good. Uh, who's up next? Uh, Is it John. mine? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Lineback writes in and says, what's a game or film or TV show multiple people have told you that you would dislike, but it turns out you actually liked it? Hmm. hmm. I mean, I usually don't try out something that people say I'm going to hate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I have an answer for that. I don't find a lot of people saying, oh, you would hate this to me either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or yeah. Like I, in the conversation, it rarely comes up where like someone's talking about a property um, and then me not knowing if I'd like it, them saying, oh, I don't think this is for you. That doesn't, I haven't had that happen a bunch. Yeah, no, no good. Yeah, I don't have an answer for this one. All right, Paul, with the next question. Okay. Dukusuku says, so I've been wondering, is it Ubisoft or Ubisoft? What even is a U- Ubi or Ubi? So apparently the answer to this actually is Ubisoft because it was a uh, short form for ubiquitous software. When it was created a long time ago. But ah. I see Ubisoft. Yeah, I think it actually is Ubisoft, but I never think about it enough. No. That when I just say it, I'm pretty sure I just go back and forth. Like when I'm just yeah. speaking. Yeah. And then without even really. I, I think at the end of the day, the company's not going to get mad at you that you can't say their name. Like they're not. They're, they're they don't stoked care you're saying say it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure. Get that free engagement, baby. Hell yeah. Got that SEO in my brain. <laughs> uh, Rinku says, Sean's mentioned how Assassin's Creed games are like his junk food game. Uh, what is yours? And for Sean, any other games like that for you? Junk, junk food, food game. game. Like so, just and the way the way I kind of looked at what a junk food game was. And I. I I guess I kind of interchange this with like a like a comfort food game. Sure. But just something that doesn't have a lot of like. A, not, a lot of deep substance like i'm not like i can kind of turn my brain off uh and it's just it just kind of fires enough of the neurons that i'm like oh i'm just you know, i'm having a good time oh kind of thing i don't have to I like think, put a lot of effort into it i think that might be the cross for me at this point. cross 100 percent cross yep. yeah uh i get this with apex so much like a lot of the times when i'm thinking like I don't, don't want to start something. What do I want to do? Like, I can always just like, I could just load up Apex and completely turn my mind off. That is such a comfort game at this point. Um, sure. Usually it has to be like a pretty, like a, a big game. It's something, it can't be like super narrative focused. Um, sure. Or something where I want to like listen to a lot of stuff. Like if there's like some voice acting I want to listen to or whatnot. Or reading. I don't want to, I don't want to do that either. Yeah. Uh, racing games usually hit this for me. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Big RPGs are good for this. You guys have any this. others besides Picross? RPGs, yeah, just grinding in general, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that does it for you? Yep. Recently, it's I'll been Payday 2 again. I don't know why. I just turn my brain off and do some stealth missions for like half an hour and turn it off. 
All right. BGC Kenny writes it and says, would you care if they gave up all pretense and gave the main playable characters of the next mainline Pokemon game a name and a fully fleshed out character? The question is extended to any game or series that allows you to type your own name in. Uh, I mean, A, they're not going to do that simply because like people, like kids think, see this as self-insertion. Like they enjoy. See, I was about to say like, I would actually really like if you weren't a 10-year-old boy or girl also that. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, not to like I have anything against that. It's just it's been that exact storyline over and over forever. Like I would love to hear a storyline of just like a down-on-his-luck dude being like, I just dropped out of college. I don't know what to do with my life. Why don't I just try to become a Pokemon master? But Sean, children are our future. Like Including yeah, the Pokemon fine. future. Yeah, that's that's, that's why like adults can't like, like ten times. adults can't find any information on God, but then uh, just ten year olds just catch him with a nest ball. <laughs> just they have no problem. Yeah, yep. I guess so. The the kind of general question here would be kind of any game. Would you like making a character and they're just like a blank slate, mm. or do you like having like a backstory, like almost like they're voiced and they have like a personality, basically? Uh, I like when the character is actually fleshed out enough at that point. So if, if the character is well written, I don't care. Uh, yep. But I would yeah. miss having like creative characters like say in Saints Row. I like being able to create my character. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I th- there's a, I think you could do both. There's, no, there's definitely a market for both. 100 percent. Um, no, no, I mean, like in the in the same game, you can definitely I've, there's plenty of games where you still create the character, but the character has a backstory. They're voiced and, you know, you pick their their voice or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, I guess they're in, in those scenarios, they're typically not named, though. Yeah. Well. I guess Mass Effect did it OK, because it was just you always had a, the same last name, um, but you can change the way they look and then you could pick like one of like three different backstories. You could kind of make an origin story for them. So that was kind of a, a, a both scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I want a fully fleshed out character. I don't care for much for the blank slate. Uh, I, I am more interested in like a well-written character. It's more narrative heavy that way typically as well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you too. <clears throat> and to your point on Pokemon, yeah, no, I'd be okay with like an actual adult character. But I don't think they'll ever do it considering... <clears throat> children's market is still really their primary market yeah yeah no for sure i don't see that happening either but yeah with pokemon i mean i would take like a fully fleshed out ch- child character like named one um i just think it would be super interesting if you, there was like a different starting point maybe you're a divorce divorce who is going to become a pokemon master i feel like you're literally just describing npcs in pokemon games like that's just like the flavor text they give you when you just are walking through the grass and like yeah my my husband left me so i'm gonna show him yeah, sure. Like, why not? Like, that's already more interesting to me than another 10-year-old boy or girl hit their 10th birthday, and now they're going out on a quest. Because I've done that a hundred times. Mm. Sure. Uh, all right. Zombie Twinkie writes, What is a song in a video game that the second you hear it, it gives you a rush of memories, and you can instantly place where it's from? For me, Ario of Souls from the Persona franchise give me, gives me chills to this day. Mm. I definitely got this with the Final Fantasy 7 remake. Sure. Like a lot of yeah, those combat yeah. musics um just definitely brought me back or it was like, oh, I remember doing this. Uh another one that just came to mind is uh 
when Burnout Paradise Remaster came out uh-huh. and having like the same soundtrack, like I was instantly transported back to like the weekends as a high school kid doing like this exact same stuff. I, I even remember listening to this song on, on the, in the game driving around. So that was a big one for me as well. Yep. There's a lot of these for me. Um, yeah. I mean, Goldfinger Superman is mm-hmm. always Tony Hawk. That does that song doesn't belong to Goldfinger anymore. Tony Hawk, yeah. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Um, from back. Oh, you mean you mean Superman by Tony Hawk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tony yeah, Hawk himself exactly. sang it. He played it. He did a great yeah. job with it. <laughs> he really did for sure. Um, the cliche stuff like the Mario theme. Uh, I mean, I played that the Mario Bros. game for ever as a kid that's just burned into me uh same with like the that one i i almost like that one doesn't work quite for me just because that song is so much like everywhere that it Mm. doesn't like link me to any one memory or anything like that it's just like that's the mario theme sure i could see that uh for me final fantasy x or 10 uh battle theme specifically is just super like recognizable to me uh okay punch out theme yeah i don't know there's a lot there's, yeah there's too many to kind of narrow down honestly ninja guide music just probably does it for me at this point just like hearing like the jingles somewhere i'm just like i know that uh deadly premonition the first one's the, theme the whistle yeah definitely brings yeah like the weird whistle thing that definitely brings me back to like playing and watching my friend play that game in my bedroom beautiful day or something it's, life is beautiful it's called- Life is beautiful. Life yeah, is yeah, beautiful. that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can see that one too. Uh, the Metal Gear Solid Two uh, theme specifically, I remember hearing at school. Oh yeah, the uh, the Spanish guitar style version of the theme that plays in I think three. In three, one, oh yeah. so good. That's yeah. another good one. All the hidden music. Jazz Basically, music. hearing the Metal Gear Solid Three theme uh, will bring me back to the ladder boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Snake Eater, honestly, uh, as well. Almost any any of the songs, uh, like the actual uh, licensed music from Saints Row 3 will just make me think of uh, Saints Row 3. Like power. And those. Yeah. <laughs> like power, um, like the wrestling, uh, I Will Survive. <laughs> uh, no, no, not I Will Survive. I Need a Hero. Yeah. That's the one, right? Um, yeah, that God, man, that game is so good. Saints Row three, man, that game is so good. Yeah, man. Music is pretty good. A lot of actually a lot of this happens for um, any of the like n- not including DLC, because I obviously know them less. Any of the songs that were on like the first few Guitar Heroes and Rock Band soundtracks, just because I had played them so much. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've been at a bar or something with my friends. A song will come on and I'll be like, this was on the Guitar Hero two soundtrack. <laughs> and, they'll, and they'll be like cool thanks and i was like this was on the rock band one soundtrack <laughs> um yeah it, just because i've like i've played them so many times i can't hear was it that girlfriend by avril lavigne without thinking of that version of burnout that had three different versions of that song on it and they were mm. all in different languages I'm not sure what you're talking about because Girlfriend is the big one for Burnout Paradise, and that only has one version. Uh, so Burnout, you might Burnout Dominator for PS2 and I think PSP. 
had three different versions of girlfriend on it two of them being in different languages one i think was sure was girlfriend i distinctly remember this because i was working at eb (laughs) at the time you cannot unhear hearing that fucking song in three different languages was out then hang on okay burnout dominator because i remember that being the burnout paradise song i need the Uh, where's the fucking track list for this game Uh, Avril Lavigne was. It might, maybe it was only two, but I like. I distinctly remember here. I just don't think it was girlfriend. Is that's my thing. Av- that's what I'm. Avril Lavigne, girlfriend is indeed uh, the track that's in there. But it doesn't. It doesn't okay. Have the, weird. So they put the that in several burnout games. That's weird. It doesn't have the uh, the multi language hmm. ones there. Oh well. All right. Uh, last thing. This isn't exactly a question, but we got written in Guten, from Guten Clan, and they say it's not until next week. But I'm asking for a signal boost for the Mario Marathon starting on Thursday, uh, July 30th, raising money for Child's Play charity. Uh, he doesn't include the link here, but if you go to MarioMarathon.com, you can check out the times and all that sort of stuff. And I believe it starts in the morning. So if you're interested in that. Uh, it'll be going, I mean, we'll be doing another show next week, but it will have started already. So just a friendly yeah. reminder. Thursday, the 30th. Yep. All right. That does it for questions. If you want to send in questions for next week, it's top down respective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter or the discord channel. Uh, what is your game of the week? Uh, Panzer Paladin. Yes. Uh, origami King. Mine is also Origami King. Um, all right, if you're a uh, Patreon subscriber, tonight is the last night to submit a game for the poll. And uh, if this is you're listening to this on Friday, we will already have the poll up. So come vote on what you want August's game to be. Um, next week, we should also be doing uh, SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom. Yep. So get excited for excuse me, get excited for that. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. It was four different languages.